minimalists. <laughs> the minimalists are once again going on tour. This is our tenth tour in ten years. It is called the Less Coast Tour. We'll be hitting eight cities across the west coast of the United States and Canada. For more details, head on over to theminimalists.com/tour. We'll see you soon. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Minimalist Podcast, where we discuss what it means to live a meaningful life with less. My name is Joshua Fields Milburn, and I'm Ryan Nicodemus, and together we are the Minimalists. Today, we're going to talk about student debt. We're going to talk about graduating from a university without any debt at all, and we're going to talk about tips for avoiding college debt altogether. With today's guest, Anthony O'Neill is back. Anthony is the author of Debt Free Degree. It's a new book. I'll hold it up if you're watching on YouTube here. Anthony, thank you for joining us yeah, today. Yeah, man, thanks for oh, being here. My brothers, man. It's good to see you, man. He's it's back. It's been a while. Yeah. Man, yes, indeed. Last time we saw you was uh, when we were in Nashville, right? Uh, Nashville, then I did y'all's podcast um, at a theater. I can't... Birmingham, it? right? Birmingham, that's yes. right. Yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So we've, yeah. we've been together a lot, man. Last time we seen each other... I had to beat y'all in uh, top golf, but other than that, oh my it god, was <laughs> I'm so awful at golf. I feel bad when people ask me to play any type of golf because they expect like maybe some type of a uh, you know competitive level, and oh, I've just man. got <laughs> I got nothing. You know, yeah. I'm excited for this episode because we get so many questions about about debt with respect to going to yeah. college, yeah. and so many people they just assume they have to take on five or even yeah. six figures worth of debt. Well, it feels like one of those good excuses, right? Like, oh, it's okay to go into debt because I'm I'm working towards a degree and that degree will help me graduate and then I can start to pay off the debt that I've accumulated to get the degree. <laughs> and, and so many people are doing it, Anthony, I think because so many other people are doing it. It's normal. I mean, you know, yeah. we see it right now. $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. You know, so it's 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 normal. But when we really step back and look at it, uh, normal is not setting up our young people to succeed and win. Not just young people, just people in general who mm. take out student loans. Amen. And something you said, Ryan, was that, you know, a lot of people think they'll get the money and they'll get a job and pay back their student loans. But studies is also showing, man, that nearly 20 years after they graduate college, they still owe 50 percent of the original student loan balance. Wow. Unbelievable. So it's like they're not getting the jobs. They're not getting the income to pay it off. Well, let's hop into some of these questions here. We have a bunch of questions from our audience. The first one is from Gwyn in, well, a college town, Athens, Ohio. Hi, Josh and Ryan. My name is Gwen, and I'm from Athens, Ohio. What do you think about continuing education? So, again, I'm a senior getting my um, bachelor's of music, and I'm striving for a Ph.D., but I know I'm going to go into debt. I know it's going to cause stress, and I'm not sure if it's going to add value to my life or my life's work. So just your thoughts. Thanks. All right, Anthony. So I think she's right about one thing. If she goes into debt, it is going to cause stress. Yeah. But she said, I know I'm going to go into debt, and that's the regular attitude. And in your book, uh, Debt-Free Degree, you... I mean, I mean, it says it all in the title, but in the book itself, and we're going to dive in a little bit more into the book here in a bit, but uh, you outline a plan that, hey, 
you can get a degree without going into debt. Yeah, you know, when I listen to Gwen, the very first thing she says is, I know I'm going to get into debt. She says, I know it's going to cause stress. But then let's listen to the third part she said right there. I do not know if it's going to add value to Mm. me. And so my very first thing is before I even go into college, you guys, I'm taking debt off of the table. I'm taking student loans off of the table. Now, I'm not against continued education. If you want to get your master's, your your Ph.D., that's great. I mean, but let's step back and let's do a vision. Let's have a plan and see and assess is me going with me going back to school. Will this add value to to me would it bring in more income um or is it am i just doing it just because mm. you know because if you go get a master's degree you may come out making an extra ten thousand twenty thousand dollars a year but it's gonna cost you another hundred thousand right. so is that a good roi no it's not so for her for gwen and to everyone else listening i would say let's step back one take debt off of the table come up with a plan and let's do the research and make sure that if we continue the education is it bringing value no stress and more income yeah the worst reason she could go to college is just because i know a lot of people who will stay in continuing education just to avoid paying back their student loans which is which is even a worse plan because it's like (laughs) oh i'm gonna stay in the school accumulate more debt so i can avoid paying this debt that I've already incurred. So Gwen, uh, yeah, I mean, my advice is like, you gotta get behind the why. Like, why do you want that PhD? If it's just because uh, you've gotta, you know, you talk about the warning signs. Yeah. You, so you talk about, uh, imagine in your, I did too when I was reading that with you in an orange vest with like the <laughs> <laughs> air traffic controller lights. Like right. this is a clear warning sign. Like, yeah, yeah Gwen, you've gotta rethink about uh, uh, what you're going to do with this with this decision. Now, there may be a really good reason, but you got to figure out what that reason is. It isn't just because, and it certainly isn't to avoid student debt that you've already incurred. And if the reason is so you can have three additional letters behind your name, mm. or you can call yourself doctor, that's that's not a very good reason. I but, call you Dr. Milburn all the time. You know I'm a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Nicodemus. All right. Um, so so I, I think when, when we're talking to Gwen... Uh, Anthony's absolutely right. There are three components here. Is this going to stress me out? Mm-hmm. If so, how do I eliminate the stress? Well, it's that first component of if I can go without without debt. Now, I often have people tell me, Anthony, they'll, they'll say, well, I know I'm going to have to accumulate debt to become a nurse. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, well, okay, let me ask you this. Has there ever been anyone in the history of nursing who has gone to college, Mm -hmm. gotten their degree without any debt? And they'll say, well, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of people who've done it. Oh, well, then you have plenty of recipes right there, right? (laughs) Plenty of them, man. Just just last week, Dave and I were talking about this. This is Dave uh, Ramsey he's talking about, by the way. Oh, yeah, my mentor, Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we was interviewing uh, six students, and one of them went to school and got her nursing degree 100% debt-free. And uh, it's so funny when I hear people like that say, I have to go into debt. Um, I met a young lady who got her PhD 100% debt-free. Here's the thing. People just do not want to work. They don't want to put the Mm -hmm. hard work and be patient behind it. They want the quick fix microwave process to get in their degree. Well, you know, what's interesting, too, is like people want the quick fix and they tell themselves, I'll work harder later. Yep. So I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and do the easy thing now. But then when I get that degree, I'm going to work really, really hard and pay off that debt fast. It's like work hard now. now. Like that, if, if you're not willing to work hard now, you're probably not willing to work hard later. Debt is making your future self suffer for your current indiscretions. Ooh, Ooh you could tweet that podcast, yes, Sean. Yes. And so the last thing I want to talk to Gwen about are values. She said, I don't know if this is going to add value to anyone's life. That is because you may not be clear on what your values are right now and how you can best contribute to the world around you. Maybe that is 
by obtaining your PhD, and that's going to be a way for you to contribute. If so, great. There is going to be a debt-free way for you to do that. But let's say you do get through college and you get your PhD and you're debt-free, but then you still don't use it. Mm. Well, then you've kind of wasted your time, right? Mm. And it's okay to realize I've wasted some time up until now. Those are sunk costs. You can always pivot away so you don't have to continue wasting your time going forward. Yeah. Gwen, I want to send you a copy of Debt-Free Degree. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I think you'll get a lot of value from that. It'll help you make some decisions. Also, uh, if you check out our Values podcast, it's episode number 69. Uh, you'll, you'll find some value in that because we go into getting really clear on what your values are. Oh, and our next question is from Mara in Australia. Hi, Josh and Ryan. My name is Mara. I'm 19 years old and I'm from Byron Bay, Australia. Throughout your financial podcast and whenever anyone asks you about college debt, you often tell them to find people who have completed the degree that they want to do and to try and get advice off them or follow their recipe. But where can I find someone that's done a degree that I want to do? Is there a platform? Mara, the good news is, is you don't have to find someone who has done your degree exactly. I mean, uh, yes, Josh and I, we have in the past recommended, you know, I remember one specific event, someone was talking about being a lawyer mm -hmm. and they were like, oh man, I, you know, I really want to be a lawyer. I got to go to college for that. I got to go into debt. And we were like, no, like you don't, you could probably find a lawyer who has gone through it. We were just saying with the last question, you could probably find a nurse. In fact, I remember at that event, remember someone was raising their hand or like, talk to me after, after this event, because I did exactly that. Right. So with Mara, we don't know exactly what she's going for. She didn't say that, but let's just say she wants to be a marine biologist uh -huh. and like you know she can't find a marine biologist who has gone completely debt-free that's okay what she, what mara needs is a recipe she just needs some kind of hint something to lead her along this path of a debt-free college degree and guess what <laughs> anthony o'neill has this amazing <laughs> recipe in this book debt-free degree so what would your advice be to mara here uh not knowing what degree she's going into you know, man, I think just a couple of weeks ago, you guys had one of my good friends on, Ken Coleman, mm -hmm. and he wrote the book called The Proximity Principle. I would recommend to her, get my book, Debt-Free Degree, but then also get his book, The Proximity Principle, uh, because he talks about just being in the proximity of others who have done something similar to what you want to do. So just because you may not be able to find someone who's done your specific degree, like what you said, Ryan, was get around people who are going to school, debt-free, who have a heart, who have a passion, who are living with intentionality, who are focused right now mm. that's the medicine that's the that's the people who you need to be around so once you can get a hold of that you can apply that now to your life amen man the proximity principle that is a great recommendation man I, I didn't even think about that um what i was gonna tell mara too is like this is the fun of life yeah and this is actually what makes you a better uh expert at living life yeah. is when you can kind of take someone's recipe and then you can manipulate or, or maybe take a few gr ingredients out of that recipe to make it your own. You don't have to find someone who has exactly done your degree, who has yeah. been a marine biologist and went through college for free. But like you said, Anthony, just find people who have at least got their degree for free. Start there and then you can start tweezing out ingredients and, and make your own. But what's great about your book, Anthony, is you have advice in here about, you know, basically up from high school until you graduate college yes. on how you can actually be, uh, get grants 
and help yourself become debt free. And it's a uh, it's a step by step process. Yeah. It isn't easy. Like it definitely takes a lot of work. It, it's not going to be easy. Uh, and I'll say that up front. It's yeah. it's it's not going to be easy at all. But I would well, rather. What's easy is taking out a bunch of loans. That's easy right now. It's going to be really difficult on you later. That's easy. That's normal. Um, people are not buying homes. They're not getting married. They're not having a family because they have all these student loans and consumer debt. And so for me, inside of this book, what I'm teaching this generation up front is like, hey, uh, work hard for four years. Work hard for six years if you're going to get your master's degree. All right, rather you work hard for four to six years than spend the next 20, 30, 40 years wishing that you would have worked hard for those four or six years. Yeah. You know, I met a young lady, uh, 88 years old. She's young to me. And um, she was uh, telling me that she has to work. She is uh, cleaning up hotel rooms because she doesn't have any retirement. She doesn't have any savings. Um, and she was like, son, just please use your youthfulness wisely. Mm -hmm. She took out student loans. She has consumer debt. She has a lot of stuff over that what we both teach against. And I just don't want to see that for no one listening to this podcast, watching us online. And I just really want to see them do better. Yeah. Well, I want to congratulate you for moving forward past some what you, what you call toxic relationships. And yeah, yeah. Ryan and I often talk about about having to let those relationships go so that we can move forward, start new empowering relationships, surround ourselves with uh, with people who are, are supportive. And that's what she's trying to find right yeah. now. I don't know of a specific platform where I'm like, yes, you can go to nursingdegree.com and find other nurses who have graduated debt-free or other marine biologists or, or, or whatever. But you, you, can, you can find people who are going to empower you uh, along along the way along along this journey mm. and as you you move forward and you realize okay this is what I want to do with my life I, I I'm surrounding myself with people who who care mm. and I care about you so much that I don't want you to be just burdened by a, an excessive amount of debt going forward amen what did you say about uh with parents it's like it's not your job to force your kids what to do but but it's your job to tell them no when they're going to ruin their financial life for the next few years yeah it's, it's not your job to <laughs> pretty much you got to work together to build their future because what we're seeing is we're seeing um, our students take a kid's approach to an adult decision mm -hmm. and so we need our young people to be guided by their parents make sure that their our parents are helping them make better decisions so in the future they can say thank you yeah so what we're trying to do for you here Mara is uh, yeah don't go into debt that's you, you, she's already got that in her head so we're here yes. to be your parents and say no like don't ruin your financial financial life over the next few years and yeah there are absolutely people out there who whose recipes you can you can take from um the other thing i love about uh what the dave ramsey team always says maybe it was dave who came up with this but i know they all say it is you know live like no one else now so, so you can live and give like no one else tomorrow yeah amen yeah well mar i'm gonna send you a copy of our book minimalism live a meaningful life i think you'll find two chapters in there particularly interesting and useful uh, there's a relationships chapter in there. So it talks about mm. letting go of those toxic relationships, but then how do you surround yourself with people who are empowering? And then there's also a passions chapter in there as well, or, or what you might say vocation or career or creativity. And uh, those are two of the, the main values in, in Ryan's in my life. I think you'll find value in, in that book, Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life. If you like our podcast, you'll like the audiobook version of that, or you can get the, the book book or the ebook version as well. Podcast Sean will send that to you. All right, Ryan, what time is it? You know what time it is? It is time for our lightning round where we answer questions from social media. Did we do? We are at The Minimalists on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and 
at Anthony O'Neill. Yeah, yes. Do you remember this from uh, when you were with us in Birmingham? I do. Yeah. yeah well, so, these are some good questions. So, <laughs> so what, what we try to do here is answer the question with a short, shareable, less than 140 character response. Okay. We put the text in the show notes so you can copy and share our pithy answers on social media if you like. And now Jessica puts all of our quotes in one place, minimalmaxims.com. But really, we can just ramble on a bit until we find a good answer. All right. Our first question is from Misa. What is a reasonable... What is a reasonable amount of money to invest in a college education? Well, here's my pithy answer, then I want to talk to Anthony about this here. Uh, <laughs> we, we have the saying quite often, people say, um, uh, well, you get what you pay for, and sometimes that's true, <laughs> mm -hmm. but my, my pithy answer is you don't always get what you pay for. Sometimes you're going to pay a quarter million dollars for, a edu for an education but you're going to be broke yeah. and you may even be broken by the whole process and feel trapped now you've created your own lavishly decorated prison cell and most degrees I mean, maybe maybe not most but many degrees maybe even most are not worth the money you spend on them and, and all degrees are certainly not created equal so anthony can we talk a little bit about well um what are some ways that we can save money mm -hmm. Uh, on on education, whether that is a you know, community going to community college yeah, for a while, yeah. uh, maybe it's a in-state tuition. Mm. Man, you're hitting on you're hitting on the head, man. I say this to everyone: your dream school is an affordable school. Your an affordable school is a school you can graduate from debt free. Mm. So we got to change the definition of dream schools. And so you guys are right. I mean, right now, going to college, getting a degree is expensive, but it doesn't have to be that expensive. So the average dream school, not dream school, but if average in-state school will cost you about six to $11,000. So if we stay in state, okay, and if we live at home, and let's say we eat at home, let's just say, let's do the math. If we take $10,000 and divide that into 12, that's $833 a month. You can drive for Uber and pay cash for college. Mm. It's not going to, you don't have to borrow a dime, you have to do nothing. Let's say, for an example, you do stay on the dorms and you do what that's, that means you're going to be about $1,600 a month. So there are ways to do it, uh, but I do not believe, I got to go back to you on this one and agree with you, like I'm not borrowing a dime for college. Mm. If you step back and do the research, man, like for an example, in the state of North Carolina, you won't see Pembroke, a school that probably, a lot of people haven't heard of because they're not at this big Ivy League school, but they're a four-year, fully accredited, nice, solid school. $500 a semester wow. for uh, in-state. That's, that's $1,000 a year. That's $4,000 for a four-year degree. That's amazing. For, and that's just their tuition. So if you stay at home, you can take care of that $4,000 in one year. And yeah. in the book you talk about, most employers are not they're not going to judge where you went to school. I mean, there's there's a handful of, of schools. There's maybe six to, to 15 schools, whether it's Harvard or Brown. We had Emily Oster from, from Brown University. There's some Ivy League schools where yeah, there's, sure. there's half a dozen to a dozen of them, basically. But you know what's funny? Even with that example, uh -huh. I mean, she yeah, she is a uh, analysis. I mean, she, she is using her degree to write books but like for all intents and purposes like the degree she could have got that degree from anywhere and still do what well, she's she didn't doing get her today. degree at brown she i think she went to chicago but mm -hmm. um she she's teaching at brown and there's a level of prestige that from some of these universities that will set you above uh, the rest of the pack but most of these are really vanity mm -hmm. it, yeah. it's 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 like having that, that vanity license plate or or any other equivalent you are you, you're, you have that just so you can say, well, I graduated from Harvard. But, yeah. like, really? <laughs> right. right. 
really exactly. most employers in the real world mm -hmm. If they are looking for a degree, they're looking for the degree, not where the degree came from. Now, accreditation is important. So, yes. so looking at that versus a, I don't know, an online, online university, yeah. something mm -hmm. like that. So, the there are differences even even there. But for most schools that are accredited, if you can if you can get out of there with a degree and you can get out debt free, you're going to be in a much better position than if you, well, but I went to the Ohio State and now <laughs> yeah, it's people don't care as much. Hey, hey guys, how do you know someone went to Harvard? <laughs> don't worry, they'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I find the opposite with Harvard in particular. I think it's Just like kidding, I think man. it's. Uh, it's uh, it's almost passe. Like our right. friend Adam, right. uh, who's a pastor in Tennessee, wow. uh, he always says, "Well, when I went to college in Boston, right. we're like, no, you went to Harvard. college. Yeah, you went, <laughs> you went to Harvard. Harvard yeah. man. Uh, you know, it's funny. I you were talking about community college when I was even reading that in your book. I wish I would have known about mm. going to college for free at community yeah. college. I just had no clue. But I will say, there's something. I mean, now being, you know, I'll be 38. Uh, this is uh, October, the month that we're recording this. So I'll be 38 this month. And uh, I can totally, you know, accept going to a community college, not thinking anything of it. However, mm -hmm. at 18 years old, there's this stigma of like, mm -hmm. oh, I got to go to community college. Mm -hmm. And I guess... It's uh, like that hatchback isn't cool, so I can't drive. Right, it. exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess I just want to point out that, like, I know that that's probably, like, if there's, like, some high school kids or even college kids listening to this, like, there's, yeah. there's no way I'm going to community college. Your 38-year-old self will thank you yes. <laughs> for going to community college rather than racking up a bunch of debt. You know, my pithy answer here, I really wanted to address this, uh, this word reasonable. Mm. Because reasonable for me is going to be different for, for Josh. It's going to be different for... Anthony. Absolutely. So to just say, oh, well, here's a reasonable amount of money that you can afford. I mean, that's that's uh, that's per perspectival. So um, here's my pithy answer. Most purchases are unreasonable if you're in debt. <laughs> so <laughs> most purchases, like, yeah, you got to put food on the table. If you're in debt, buy food. Yeah, you got to put gas in your car. Go buy gas. Mm. But there are a lot of purchases that are unreasonable if you are in debt. Yeah, and, and so maybe we, we often think of we often think of it as the opposite though, right? Like, yeah. well, the reasonable thing to do is to go and, and get the, the loans to go to the best school. And yeah. well, you know, I really don't want to go to, a, I live in Ohio and I really was hoping to go to Purdue and it's out of state. My and, parents will be so proud of me. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually not going to be proud of your debt, debt. or your stress right. or your oh, discontent right. or the life you now have to live once you graduate in order to pay off the debt. And I would much rather you yeah, drive Uber, deliver pizzas yes. during college yes. than having to do it for a decade after you've already uh, already graduated. Or worse, in my case, I, I never graduated college, but I had student debt. Um, and so it was like the both. worst of both worlds. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that when, when we're looking at when we're looking at being reasonable, maybe it's get a little bit unreasonable relative to what the status quo is because uh, otherwise, you know, as you're saying, the debt is the normal thing. But yes, to, yeah. to me, really, that should be what is unreasonable. Man, yeah, so Sean, he, he, Sean could tweet that uh, to get reasonable start to what did you say live unreasonable for the status quo Sean I'll tweeze that later make it real pretty <laughs> <Figure post>. it <laughs> <out>. <laughs> all right before we get into our added value segment and our listener tips today it looks like we have a bunch more surprise questions this week indeed we do Ryan uh, let's see some of these questions here 
do you support the proposal to cancel all student loan debt? Why or why not? Mm-hmm. How uh, We're going to argue with Anthony on this one, I have, I have a feeling. <laughs> How can we get the government to stop guaranteeing student loans? Does the lack of financial literacy in our school system create an ethical dilemma by allowing teenagers access to high interest rate loans? What info should I look for when refinancing a loan? How do you stay positive if you've accrued overwhelming amounts of debt? And plus, we have about a million other questions for Anthony O'Neill. Also, we're going to talk about one of our most controversial statements, Ryan. (laughs) There's no such thing as good debt. My head exploded. (laughs) We're really going to unpack that. We're going to talk more about debt-free degree as well. And if you want to hear all that, you can listen to this week's Maximal episode available exclusively on Patreon. That's right. You're currently listening to our weekly Minimal episode. But each week, Ryan and I record an entirely different long-form Maximal episode available exclusively on the Minimalist Private Podcast, which gives us the private space we need to talk about topics we don't usually discuss in public. Plus, Patreon is the best way for us to fund this podcast and keep it 100% advertisement-free. When you subscribe to the Minimalist Private Podcast on Patreon, you'll also receive a personal link so that our maximal episodes play in your favorite podcast app. You can find all the details and all the good stuff, including what we recorded with uh, Anthony this week. Such good conversation. Very Mm. upbeat. It actually changed quite a bit from the minimal episode where I really felt like we got into this groove and got really excited talking about different jobs students can take. So if you know someone who is a student who's getting ready to go to college, they're in college right now, or maybe someone who just has a lot of student loan debt, uh, well, then I think this conversation is for you. You can find that all the details at theminimalists.com slash support. Ryan, what else you got for us this week? Yeah, as always, read more, get informed. I just want to re- reiterate what you said, Josh. Uh, yeah, Anthony O'Neill's a genius. Uh, this debt-free degree book of his, it is a beautiful book for parents of kids who are going to college or kids who are already in college or if you're already taking on a little bit of debt uh, or a lot of debt, I think this book can totally help you. And then also, I've got some voicemail comments and tips from our listeners. Check them out. Hi, my name is Yasin Barra. I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba. I'm uh, calling to leave a voicemail in response to the episode on jobs. Uh, there's a common thread in your work that relates to uh, living a meaningful life, and a lot of the discussion around jobs uh, tends to relate to finding meaningful work. And I think a shortcut uh, to finding meaningful work is actually to just introduce the element of helping people to pretty much any kind of work. So if you were to take any sort of job and just introduce an element of helping people to the actual content of the work, that's a direct route to finding more meaning in that work. Um, in my case, I've done just that by uh, by quitting the, the corporate job in order to start a, uh, a social enterprise. And that's kind of my uh, my tip for this, uh, this message is um, the concept of a social enterprise is something that people maybe want to familiarize themselves with, which is to say, basically conducting any sort of typical business, uh, but perhaps structured as a nonprofit where proceeds are used to advance some sort of social or environmental cause. And in that way, you're combining potentially the skills that you've, uh, you've acquired in the context of a regular job and coupling them with the idea of helping people. And uh, I've found that to be a really, really great way to find meaning in my work. Hi, minimalists. This is Elizabeth from South Jordan, Utah. And I was just listening to your podcast about friends and relationships, and particularly your response to Rebecca's question about how to improve relationships or move on after a relationship ends. As someone who does believe that relationships are one of the things that we take with us when we go, so to speak, I really appreciate your advice on how to take inventory of relationships 
to make sure that we're all staying on the on the right track and on the path that we want to be. I would add to your advice to Rebecca, though, just kind of a cautionary word that the idea of not settling can sometimes turn into nitpicking. And I would say that that's a very fine line, but an important one to remember that if not settling means that you have such a long laundry list of traits that you're never able to actually commit to anyone, you're going to have a long and miserable dating life. I would also add that it's important to remember that sometimes the people who are the best for us are the ones who challenge us the most and in many ways are the most different from us. I know that's been my experience with my relationship with my husband, and I wanted to put that out there for anyone else who's listening, that just because it might be hard or challenging doesn't mean that you're settling. In some ways, uh, you might be winning in those situations more than others. All right, y'all. Thanks again to Anthony for joining us today. Check out his book, Debt-Free Degree. You can also find him at anthonyoneal.com. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And real quick, for right here, right now, here's one thing that's going on in the life of the minimalists. Have you checked out our YouTube channel recently? We've got a bunch of videos over there, including two full seasons of living room conversations. <laughs> and uh, Ryan, I hear we might we might get picked up for a third season. I was wondering what LRC Man, I think we should we should film every time we move apartments, and we call it Josh and Ryan move. <laughs> <laughs> Josh asked Ryan to move heavy objects. Yeah, um, you know, but we have uh, a couple of seasons of living room conversations where we're either in my living room or Ryan's living room, and we are answering your questions. And who knows, we may even do a third season coming up soon. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com/slash/TheMinimalist. If you have a comment, question, or minimalism tip. For our podcast, leave us a voicemail, 406-219-7839, or you can send a voice memo to podcast at theminimalists.com. If you want our show notes in your inbox, sign up for our email list over at theminimalists.com. It's right there at the top. You just enter your email address. We'll never send you spam or junk, but we will send you our podcast show notes and also our simple Sunday emails. It's my favorite email list I belong to. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So you're basically sending emails to yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who who, who rather, would I get, rather get emails from, man? <laughs> That's great. For added value this week, let's listen to a song. It's called Cars at Night from... There's this, this new... I think they're new. I couldn't find much about them online. In fact, I, I texted our friend Nate Pfeiffer from Provo, and I'm like, do you have anything to do with this album? Because it sounds like you produced it. Mm. But he didn't. Hmm. He didn't know who they were. It's a, a, a two-person group called By the Coast, and they have a new album. I think it's seven songs. So is that an album? Is it an EP? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the kids are doing these it, days. It's called You, but the song is called Cars at Night, and it's ethereal. It's beautiful. I think you're going to enjoy it. And if you leave here today with just one message, we hope it's this. Love people and use things because the opposite never works. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. Cars at night They always look like yours Oh
天。